Over the next few minutes, we are going to look at the overall story of the Bible, of how God created us to have fellowship with Him, to love Him, and to enjoy Him. But because of our sin, this fellowship was impossible. But God has made a way and has been working through human history in spite of our continued disobedience. The next series of stories will show you how they are all connected to one main theme. The Bible teaches that in the beginning there was nothing but God, and God spoke and created everything in the world. He created the sun, moon, and stars, planets, animals, and lastly, He created man. He created man different than all other things. He made the man to have relationship with him. The first man was named Adam and his wife named Eve. God placed Adam and Eve in a special garden and he had them see over everything that happened in it. He gave Adam and Eve freedom in the garden and often spent time with them there. God told them to have children and to fill the earth. The Bible teaches that one of God's angels in heaven rebelled against God and tempted Adam and Eve to disobey as well. Adam and Eve disobeyed what God had said and sinned for the first time. This sin had to be punished. God had to send them away from His presence and put them outside the garden. There was now a separation between God and man. Adam and Eve had sons, and their sons had sons, and their sons had sons, until the whole world was filled with people. But instead of people who knew and loved God, the earth was now filled with people who were evil and disobedient towards God. Some years later, God spoke to a man named Abraham. He said, Leave your native country, your relatives, and go to the land I will show you. I will make a huge nation of people from your descendants. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. All the families on the earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left as God had instructed, and Abraham worshipped God. When Abraham was old, God promised to give him a son. God told him to look up into the heavens. Your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the night sky. And Abraham believed God. And because of that, God considered him to be in right relationship with him. God kept his promise to Abraham and gave him a son. And his son, had sons, and their sons had sons, until Abraham's descendants were very numerous. These people became known as the Hebrews, or the children of Israel. The Bible teaches that many generations after Abraham, the Israelites became slaves in Egypt. In their slavery, the people cried out to God for deliverance. God heard their cry and sent a man to deliver them. God told Moses to lead his people to the promised land. Moses 
performed many miraculous signs to prove that God had spoken to him. Finally, after many signs, the Egyptians let the Hebrew people go. God led his people out of Egypt, and he gave his law to the people. These laws included the Ten Commandments. God wanted his people to be holy and fellowship with him unlike other nations. After the people received God's law, they continued on their journey to the land that had been promised Abraham. They disobeyed God in his instructions to enter the promised land. Because of their disobedience, God caused the Israelites to wander the desert until those who had disobeyed died. Even Moses died because of his disobedience. So Joshua began to lead the Israelites. Joshua led the people across the Jordan River and into the Promised Land. During the next years, Joshua and the people drove the inhabitants of the land and settled it for themselves. Each family was given part of the land as their inheritance of Abraham's promise. After a long time, Joshua prepared for his own death. He called all of the leaders of the Israelites together, and he challenged them. He said, Worship the Lord your God only. Throw away any other gods that you have. Choose today who you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The other leaders agreed with Joshua, and they committed to follow only God the Creator. For two generations, the Israelites kept their word and followed God alone. After that, the Israelites would begin to follow false gods. And God's anger burned against His people, and He allowed them to become slaves of other nations. Time and time again, the people would follow a good ruler. But after that ruler died, the people would again turn to their own gods. This circle was repeated over and over again. The Bible teaches that after some time, the Israelites cried out to God for a spokesman, Samuel. They said to him, Every other nation around us has a king. Appoint a king over us so that we will be like other nations. And God heard what his people asked for and said to Samuel, The people have again rejected me as their God. Give the people what they want, but give them this warning. The king will take your sons and daughters and make them work for him. He will take the best from the land. When that happens, you will cry out for relief, and I will not answer you. But the people still demanded a king. God had Samuel anoint Israel's first king. His name was Saul. Initially, Saul was a good king who led the people to many great victories. But one day, he became impatient with God. Samuel had told Saul to wait for him to give the sacrifice to the Lord. But Saul chose not to wait 
and to give the sacrifice himself. When Samuel arrived, he was very angry. He told Saul, To obey is better than sacrifice. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. God sent Samuel to anoint another man, David, as king. David was called a man after God's own heart. While he was not perfect, he did try to lead God's people in the right way. After David, there were other kings. These other kings split the nation into two parts, Israel and Judah. Some of the kings in both Israel and Judah were good kings who led God's people to a closer relationship with him. Some of the kings were bad kings who led the people away from God. During these times, God sent many messengers called prophets who repeated what God had told them. Sometimes they spoke about future events that would happen if the people did not change their ways. And sometimes they spoke about God's judgment for past actions. They also predicted the future virgin birth of the Messiah and that he would die on the cross to pay for the sins of all mankind. Eventually, God allowed both Israel and Judah to be conquered by other nations. His temple was destroyed and the people were sent to live in other countries. Finally, after many years in exile, all of the children of Israel were allowed to return. And so began a 400-year silence during which the people continued to wait for God to send his Savior. With these three stories, beginnings, deliverance, and kings and prophets, we have now summarized the entire Old Testament. The Bible teaches that after many years of silence, the angel of the Lord appeared to a poor virgin girl named Mary. Mary was a descendant of Abraham and King David. The angel told Mary that though she had never been with a man, she would have a son by the Spirit of God. The angel told Mary the son would be the long-awaited Savior. His mission would be to save the people from their sins. After Jesus was born, he grew in favor with both God and man. At about 30 years of age, he began to teach and do great miracles among the people. One time, as Jesus and his followers were crossing a lake, Jesus fell asleep, and a storm came upon them. His followers were afraid, and they woke Jesus. Speaking to the wind and to the waves, Jesus commanded them to stop, and they stopped. His followers were amazed that even nature obeyed him. Another time, Jesus taught, saying, The miracles that I do in my Father's name speak for me. I know my sheep, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. These miracles and these teachings revealed Jesus 
is God. When Jesus claimed to be God, the teachers of the law became angry and decided to kill him. Jesus is the only person who has ever lived without sin and therefore did not deserve death. God's plan was that Jesus' death would be the final sacrifice for sin of the world. Jesus, who was sinless, died to pay for our sins. But the story does not end there. After three days, God raised Jesus back to life. This proved the power of God was greater than the power of sin and death. Just as Jesus had taught, the Bible tells us that if we confess our sins to God and believe that Jesus' sacrifice paid for our sins, we can be forgiven. Once we are forgiven, we can have our relationship with God the Creator restored just like it was before Adam sinned. The Bible teaches that those who followed Jesus witnessed his death and resurrection. Their lives were changed forever. Jesus gathered them together and told them his work on earth was finished. Now it was time for them to go and to work. Jesus told them he would send the Holy Spirit from heaven to work in and through them. So the disciples did what Jesus had commanded them to do. They went everywhere sharing the good news of Jesus' story, and many believed and were baptized. Churches were formed, and they began to multiply. At first, these new churches were made up mostly of Jews. But one of Jesus' disciples, named Paul, began to take the good news of Jesus to all different groups. Through Paul and others' work, God began to draw people from every nation every tribe, every people, and every language to himself. These churches met in homes, studied the teaching of Jesus, and worshiped God in their own ways. And that effort continues to this day in every part of our world. As disciples of Jesus, his command applies as much to us as it did to those who heard him before he ascended into heaven. And just like them, the Holy Spirit is with us, guiding us, comforting us, and helping us in this journey. Jesus also promised us that one day he will come again and take all of us who are his followers back to heaven to have the place that he has been preparing for us. At that time, we will all be restored to that perfect relationship with God that Adam and Eve knew before they had sinned. It is in the last book of the Bible, Revelation, that we learn of God's plan for the future of all of mankind. God told one of the first disciples of Jesus, a man named John, to write down the vision of the future that God gave him. Just as Jesus promised, he will return to bring judgment to the earth. Those who have followed and believed on his sacrifice for forgiveness will be rewarded 
with eternity in God's presence. But in the vision, we also see Satan, the enemy of God, who tempted Adam and Eve and is alive and in this world today. He is thrown into the lake of fire along with those who rebelled or who have not believed to face eternal separation from God as punishment. This is a true story from the Word of God. So you see, the overall story of the Bible is how God created us to have fellowship with Him, to love Him and enjoy Him. But because of our sin, we have made such fellowship impossible. So God has been working throughout human history in spite of our continuing disobedience to bring us back into relationship with Him forever. And we have the privilege of being involved in this great work of God in our own generation. God continues to bring people from every nation, every tribe, every people, and every language to Himself through our obedience to His calling.